Sunday poor, Tuesday night, sitting here with Lakers Nuggets, almost Broncos, football on the mind. Lakers Nuggets, game one as the backdrop, uh, coming off Mother's Day, 2023. Uh, let's see, what do we got? Yanks, we got Succession, that's been marinating for about 48 hours now. And uh, where do we start? I, I mean, I have a few places. Uh, I hate I hate Glaber Torres. Well, look, can we just address like the one, like, the main, the stupid thing that people were talking about and get that out of the way, just so we don't have to talk about it again? Okay. The judge cheating thing. <laughs> yeah, was he cheating? No, of course, like, of course not. All yeah. right. Why was? How come there's no like other evidence? People looking over for signs. I was only judge like had shifty eyes and like. You think like the best part of the team is the guy that they're going to be feeding signs to? Wouldn't fucking couldn't Aaron Hicks use a fucking sign? I mean, it wouldn't matter with Hicks. Maybe not. Maybe not. But for Christ's sake, man, maybe don't hang a slider to him. Yeah, I didn't even pay much attention to it. I, I all I saw it was briefly. He looked over and then he had a home run. Yeah. I, but I then there's beef. But there's beef again tonight, though. Oh yeah, there's a lot of beef tonight. Yeah, so it's like carrying over. This is something that Buck Martinez and uh, Dan, Dan Schulman, right? That's the two guys up there that they brought up. And they, yeah, were, they, well, didn't, they didn't accuse him. He's like brought it up, and then it's going to sound like an accusation. But yeah, well like, tonight they tonight they started with the the third base coach Luis Rojas. He wasn't in the box. So they were beefing with him, and then Boone was yelling at the, their third base coach because he wasn't in the third, you know, the whatever you call it, the box. Yeah, yeah coach's box, yeah. Coach's box. Yep. yep. Uh, and then Herman got thrown out because he had pine tar on his hand and jersey, whatever. Um, yeah, there was a lot of beef. Fat boy, did you see that one? The coach of the Blue Jays called someone fat boy. Well, who would he call Fat Boy? I don't know. It's a big mystery on the internet, which we're all trying to figure out who he calls <laughs> Fat Boy. He said, "Shut up, Fat Boy!" And he uh, he was yelling at looked like the Yankee dugout. Uh, so I don't know who are the candidates to be Fat Boy. Trevi- uh Willie Calhoun. Calhoun definitely is up on the list. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't know. One of our catchers. Not not Higgy. Higgy's not Fat Boy. I don't know. The Blue Jays coach is pretty large. That was the joke on Twitter. <laughs> is that he's at least two bills plus. And, uh, I don't know. He's calling somebody fat boy. I guess he has the right for right to then. It's like you can't say certain words unless, you know, unless you're that type of person. So I guess maybe that's what it is. I guess so, yeah. I don't want anybody calling me a guinea except another Italian. So, Right. He did it with some heat behind it, though. He was like, he no, really wanted yeah. to make it stick. No, <laughs> Could have, been his, could have been yelling at his catcher. Maybe he didn't Maybe. want his catcher mouthing off. Maybe. Term of endearment. Like, shut up, fat boy. Could, uh, yeah, it's true. Could have been. Yeah. Whatever his name is, Kirk. Could have been a nickname. Yeah. It's just ludicrous that it came up and then it was it just this is where we're headed. It's baseball season. Once NBA players are over, there's nothing else to talk about. Shit like this is gonna come up. That's what that's what happens. Dominating yeah. the news cycle for a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I guess it, it'll be a national story for a little bit, but I think it's more the bigger story is just like these two teams just 
hate each other at each other's throat. Yeah, there's a little bit of bad blood in the AL East between these two teams. The Yanks and the Rays have some bad blood. Like it's uh it's a good one. It's, that's how it should be. There should there shouldn't be any friends between these teams. They should all hate it's each a, other. It's a football division. Yeah, it really. It really is. Everybody hates everybody. That's the way it should be. It just kind of goes in waves though, because you know, it's 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 always the Red Sox. But like there's years where you just don't care enough about the Orioles to hate them. Like I don't care if I don't care if the Red Sox have an Oakland A's year, I still revel in beating the shit out of them. Of course, but like the like the Orioles, we've had battles with them in the past. Now at this point, I mean now they're kind of picking up; they're getting to be a little bit better. But for years, I could care less. I had no emotion about the Orioles. But yeah, it's yeah, good. it's good. It's good to get some some juice though between the the division rivals. A lot of juice. Blue Jays are pissing everybody off. Tampa's not making any friends. Uh, Red Sox or the Red Sox are scummy. Yeah, it's fun. It's fun in the AL East. I wonder if it's a little karma for uh, the New York New York radio. On on uh, without any proof, calling the Rays cheaters. Oh, yeah, I don't know about that. They they called the Rays cheaters, right? I saw that briefly. Yeah, Evan Roberts said they were cheating. Oh, he, he said they might be cheating. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, there's, there's no proof. Just that they were winning. And they yeah, and they beat up on Cole. Guys named Betancourt and Siri are having big years. I guess that's the big uh, that's I mean, the smoking gun. I mean, it's May. Like if those guys end up with fifty home runs each, and I'm that'd be curious. But it's May. Yeah, their numbers aren't as impressive as you think, though. They've had they had a good month. They've had a good month. Yeah, I know. But I'm saying if you look at their individual numbers, these guys aren't like they're not gonna win the triple crown. No. They're hitting a lot of home runs, is what they're doing. Yeah. No, there's a few guys in the team that are actual players. Rosarena, Franco. Yeah. It's a few guys they have that are legit. But uh yeah, all around it's just a good team effort. Down there. Yeah, no, I mean they're off to a hot start. We'll see what happens. We'll see yeah, about the you know yeah. June, the dog days. Yeah, they're gonna have a they'll, they'll have a low. Yeah. Nobody keeps that pace up. So uh, right, we address that. All right, you're gonna say you don't like Glaber? I'm done with he officially out. I mean, I've been out, but I'm done with this guy. I mean, tonight, two outs on the bases he makes, just head up his ass. And then for some reason now, the past week, he can't get the ball out of his glove on double play balls. Yeah. I don't like that. Trouble with the transfer. That's a little yippy. It's a yippy thing. It's absolutely yeah. a yippy thing. And then uh, in the eighth inning tonight, first and no, first man on first, one out, slow grounder to second. He tries to force it to second base, doesn't get the out. Could have taken the easy out at first. Up by two, yeah. That's up by two. Get the get the just get the out. Get yeah. you know, you're you're five outs away from getting a win. Yep. And he goes a second, almost costs him. And then he always has the what was the uh oh Eli. Eli at the Eli face. Glaber face is a real thing. He's got he's got the face, like the the oh no, like someone just, you know, kicked my dog or something. Yeah. I, I don't know. He pouts and he gets the like he is not a guy who can just like shake it off and move on to the next play. He wears it all over. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I don't mean to be a dickhead, but like I'm just done with him. I don't want to look at him anymore. 
I don't blame you, man. No, he's a guy that you just don't trust in a big spot because if, if like the chips are down, he's not going to be like, all right, I got this. Don't worry about it. I it's Glaber Day. I've got it. And he's never going to be like that. No. He's gonna be like, oh shit! Like I hope my number doesn't get called. Hope it doesn't. Oh. Hope they, Hope they you hope it. you just hit a bomb at the end of the third quarter. Hope they don't hit it. Hope they don't hit it to me. No, you don't want the ball hit to Glaber. He doesn't want the ball hit to Glaber. <laughs> no, Glaber doesn't want the, no. the ball hit to Glaber. No, you're right though. He's got that face, and there's something to be said about like the look on on a, on a ball player in any sport. Like there's the deer in headlights look uh, that they just you don't want to give that guy the ball. There's guys who have like that game face that's fierce, that's determined, that's locked in. And then there's the guys who are just eyes wide. The moment's too big for them. It could be in spring training. It could be in the seventh game of a playoff series. It's just they, they can't handle whatever pressure. There's other guys who just cool cool through it all, you know? Peraza doesn't hit enough to, like, take the second base job? Probably not. I mean, you know end of the year what Glaber's number is going to look like. Yeah, what if LeMayhew took the second base job? And let's see. I mean, Donaldson's coming back, but that's not a good solution. Mm, IKF, they wouldn't make the everyday third baseman. They like him in left field too much. I mean, yeah. Uh, I mean, it was you text me on Saturday or Sunday where it was like, God, they have IKF who won a gold glove at third, playing second, or whatever. I forget what it was, but. Yeah, IKF who's won a gold glove at third playing left. They got DJ who's won a gold glove at second playing third. And they have Oswaldo Cabrera playing second who was supposed to be our everyday left fielder. (laughs) Everyone all over the place. You know, I don't get that. Those those guys, I don't know why you have to swing them around when you have their natural positions right there for them. Right. I'm not sure sure Cabrera has a natural position. He plays everywhere, but – I don't know if I'm. I think I'm. I'm pretty comfortable with him everywhere. I'd much rather have IKF at third than in the outfield. And I and DJ same thing. Like he's, he's just you, you could plug him in anywhere. But I still think second base is his position, though. Probably, although he has been playing a really good third. Yeah, and he could, I mean, he's he's just a good all around ball player. He's just like, he, I mean, like Cabrera, he just can can play anywhere. And you could kind of you could feel like you could trust him. But I feel like his natural position is, is second. But Oswaldo? Yeah. No, DJ. Oh, DJ. Yeah, well, that's where he won the gold glove. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they really don't miss Donaldson at all when you really think about it. Of like no. all the injuries they've had and the shortcomings. Yeah. They've had like he's the one guy who like I, I think there's no use for. It's actually it's actually opened up for more opportunities for these other guys. Yes. IKF had an awesome game tonight. He was playing yeah. third. Yeah, he did. Home run. He had a big leadoff double in the ninth that led to an insurance run. Yep. He's tagging love- up, tagging up on both of those balls in the ninth inning, tagged up in the third, tagged up and scored. Like Donaldson's not doing that. I like I like to see him proving me wrong. I love to see that. Love it. Makes me nothing yeah. makes me happier. Nothing makes me happier. I still think IKF could, you know, I don't know if he's an everyday guy, but I think he could be a a bench guy, role player. He, he's Playing better. He's a guy where yeah, kind of the opposite of Glaber, who had so many issues last year. He could very easily let that defeat him. Instead, he comes down, he's playing in other positions pretty well. He's not a bad outfielder. He's so happy he's not playing shortstop. He's yeah. so happy. <laughs> yeah. It's very true. 
He's yeah, but he's not, you know, he's he's not terrible in the outfield. Uh he's his his stick is fine, he's hitting the ball fine, and you can throw him at third base, and he is he is as comfortable and as slick at third base as we could have hoped. Like it's a complete opposite. As he is a butcher at short. Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Complete opposite at third. Where it, it may be something to do with the ball being on top of him because when, when the ball is rocketed at him, he picks it up every time. I think it's just a ha- like a habit. Like he's yeah, he's he's, he's used to playing third base. Just because you're a good third baseman doesn't mean you can go play short and vice versa. Right. Very true. Yeah. I think it's just like the you know guys or athletes are creatures of habit. His habit is not shortstop. Yeah, and ha- maybe having a little less time to think about it. A little, you know, where you have to react. Maybe that's his thing. You know, so that's yeah. Makes- shortstop's a further throw, right? In the hole, like deep in the hole. Yeah, if you're going to the yeah, if you're going to uh, your throwing your right side. Yeah, yeah, he doesn't have it, and he doesn't have a shortstop arm. He, he's better off making those. Those throws across the diamond. And Volpe, by the way, speaking of shortstop, and we just haven't talked about this, but like Volpe's got a fucking gun. Yeah, I know. The, the book on him was he didn't have a shortstop's arm, but I haven't really seen that. No, he zips it. He had a, he had a little bit of an area tied up tonight in an error, but I mean, I haven't, I haven't been nothing but pleased with his defensive play. Is it Volpe or Volpe? <laughs> I think it's I supposed know, to be Volpe. I don't know. I don't listen to Michael K. So I don't know. I don't even know what he says. Volpe? I think Volpe might be the proper pronunciation. Which one sounds better to you? I think I say Volpe. I'll have to see next time I, his name comes up and I don't think about it what I say. They have the pronunciation on Baseball Almanac for all the names. So I wonder. I don't know. I don't really know how to read those, but, you know, like the lines and stuff above them. Yeah, I don't know that means <laughs> what's the squiggly thing called what's that called uh not a hyphen a um what is it like in like the word senorita like like that thing the little that's dash that's just oh yeah yeah what is yeah, that i don't called? know what that is i feel like i should know it but i'm blanking stage fright yeah i got a little Stage right myself. What the hell is that? Out. Uh, this doesn't have the thing. I thought I thought these all had the pronunciation. Uh, you know what his middle name is? Who? Vol- Volpe, Volpe, Anthony, John, Anthony, Michael. Oh, Volpe. <laughs> That's incredible. Anthony, Michael, Volpe, Volpe, Volpe. <laughs> All right, well, we'll have, to, we'll have to do some research into that. I'll have to look that up. Uh, yeah, labor could be a problem. That's to summarize. He's an issue. Yeah. He's an issue right now. Not as big as Clark's shit, but. Oof. Well, I mean, we're going to start seeing. We're going to start seeing some of these guys get pushed out of the starting rotation. Right, but it's going to be Brito, not, not Clark. It'll be Clark eventually. Well, when Rodon is uh, chronic back, somehow is magically cured. <laughs> his fucking guy. He's th- he's throwing. You hear his wife. Oh, did we talk about the wife already? Like came to his defense. 
I don't know if we talked about it, but I saw it. Yeah, yeah. she defended herself against uh, John Boy. Yeah, John Boy was... said he had inside information that said, "Don't be surprised if Carlos doesn't pitch this year." Yeah, and she was the sort. She was the. Uh, she was the replying source. Yeah, coming to her husband's defense. Yeah, oh, that's a, that's another red flag. If your wife's defending you on Twitter, for, yeah, for both of them, really, a red flag in eat in both directions. That's <laughs> not good. Yeah, he's got to get his house in order. So it's going to be Brito who, when Casavarino, I heard, is rumored to be pitching Sunday. Okay. Uh, Sunday morning, Peacock, 11.30 a.m. start. Yeah. Uh, so the rumor is Severino could be pitching Sunday. Uh, I think they're going to take Burrito out, who pitched pretty well last night in uh, his bulk role. Yeah. They don't love – I mean, I'm happy it worked out. Don't love it. You know, don't love that strategy, but whatever. It worked. Um, Again, yeah, would he, would have, he probably would have finished the game. If Glaber yeah. had pulled that double, if Glaber had turned that double play in the eighth inning, Brito but, probably finishes the game. But you know what? He's he's going to go down to the minors, and he'll be the next guy up as soon as something happens to whoever. Or when Schmidt gets blasted next time, and be like, "All right, let's just," you know what I mean? Like it's just, it's he'll be back if they need him. He's not going. He's not going far. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to say you know, chicken burrito's been great. He's got a five-two ERA, maybe, which isn't good. But you Just, look up, you look up Schmidt. It's Schmidt has a six-three ERA. It's like how many guys with that ERA get to just keep pitching? You've just seen. We've seen Clark Schmidt before. This is the first time seeing Brito, and there's been flashes, not of like any kind of brilliance, but he's had moments where he's like yesterday was one of them, the most recent one, where it's like, all right, this guy has a little, a little something going. Kind of like Herman, where he's got, you know, you can see there's something there. He's not a total fucking disaster. Where Schmidt right. Schmidt goes out there, and you know exactly what you're going to get. And then we just hope that you can come back. <laughs> yeah, like I see no signs of hope with Schmidt ever. No. Nothing. He just gets tattooed every time. Right. And he gets, he gets such a long leash, too, on Mother's Day. Was driving me nuts because, uh, and I know what I know what Boone was, uh, with the pickle he was in. Oh, because the pen was worked on Saturday. The pen was worked because it all started on Thursday night when Herman got pulled in the sixth inning with eighty-seven pitches. So it was a trickle-down effect from. All right, we had to use our pen a lot on Thursday. Yeah, and then that and then that carries over into the next game, carries over into the next game. Yeah. Then you're in a position where on Sunday, you got to push the envelope with Clark Schmidt, and it's like, yeah, he gave up seven fucking runs. <laughs> why? Why didn't you go longer with Herman on Thursday? Right. Yeah. Each game bleeds into the next, and it also feels like the Yankees haven't had a, a day off since the first week of April. I don't know if that's accurate, but it just feels like they play every day. <laughs> their next, yeah, their next day off is Monday, apparently. All right. Wow. It's been a long time. It feels like it's been a long time coming because it's like Mondays, you know, like those that's usually the day off. And I feel like a, I feel like every Monday I'm like, oh, the Yanks are one of three games in the schedule today. Today's a bunch, but like usually like the Yanks and two other teams, it felt like. Yeah, Monday, Monday and Thursday are usually the, the uh days off. They haven't had one in a while. I yeah, guess. And I, uh, yeah, another uh, 40, 40 game weekend series. Yep. So So yeah, I mean 
take – I mean, they yeah, we buried the lead, which is they beat Toronto two in a row. Yeah, that's good. Well, the, the split. Oh, and was... another thing on Glaber too. I did not see this yet, but apparently he could have leaned into one in the ninth inning on Sunday, <laughs> and Judge was on deck and he didn't. People were blowing up about that. Like he could have easily gotten hit by a pitch to you get know, on base, and he was the tying run. I mean, you don't lean. You don't lean into pitches. That's a, nobody has the instinct to lean into a pitch. I still haven't seen it, so I can't kill him. But I, a few credible sources were crushing him. Did anybody say that it was a was it a curveball? Like was it a breaking ball? I don't know. I can't even find it on the internet. It's just nobody's it's like it's like I get I get that you you want to get on base, but that's nobody's instinct is a lean into a pitch. No, I mean Rizzo does it. Most yeah, but he's he's been hit the most times in major league history. Yeah, I mean, some guys have an instinct for it. They know when they can, time and place. I when I was a junior in high school. I played varsity, and the first baseman was this kid named Matt Ferrari. He was a monster. I mean, this mm-hmm. kid was huge. He's a football player, and he if he couldn't really hit, couldn't really field. But if you ever, if you ever hit it, if you ever ran into a pitch, which he did once in a while, it went a long way. He hit the shit out of it if you ever caught it. Dangerous, just not not consistent. He pitches. He would be happy. He's a football player. He'd be happy. I'm going to say at least twice during the season he got called back. Like, that doesn't count. You lean into that pitch. You have to take your bat. <laughs> I mean, he would just, like, put over. He just, like, put his forearm out. and thing would hit him. It would would be like a fly around the kid. I mean, he was, a, I, he was an on-base guy. He was definitely an on-base guy, yeah. He was a true outcome guy. Yep. And, uh, yeah, he, I mean, he, he did not care. He would lean into it because he wasn't – he knew he was a great kid, man. But he knew he wasn't a great hitter. He he gave me his first the first baseman's glove I used the next year and I still have he gave it to me on his way out he's like I'm never playing baseball again you're gonna be first baseman of this team next year there you go hated football he hated baseball no he didn't hate it he just knew once he was done with high school he was done he just knew he was never playing it again he never was oh okay I thought he again. quit I thought he quit no man. no oh no 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 he was just <laughs> he just uh, he knew he had seen his last days in the diamond yeah. I wonder what happened to that kid. Well, you didn't have to tear the uniform off him. That's a good thing. He was self-aware enough to know. It was. I think the sleeves were already ripped. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah. Um, All right. Well, you mentioned the Sixers. Yeah. Didn't watch watch a minute of game seven. Did not watch a minute. I did not want to. I had no interest. They were up early. All right. And then. Harden, there's offensive foul called on Harden. They called it a flagrant. He went up and he came down on um, Marcus Smart, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown. Jalen Brown. And like the rest of the game, Jalen Brown had a tissue stuck up his nose. <laughs> so they called the flagrant one, whatever one doesn't get kicked out of the game, shots and the ball. And the, and the Celtics were on a, like a mini run, then went on like a double digit run. Never looked back. Like, I was like, all right, I'll come back, watch the second half. I came back, like, with 10 minutes left in the third, and they're already up, like, 20. I'm like, Tatum hit a three. What As soon as they walked in, I was like, this game's over. Good night. See you later, Doc. Have a nice career elsewhere. But it was exact. It was, I mean, Harden was terrible. And B, no-showed. Harden was, Harden was terrible. They had that game. They had that series. 
They had that series. They had to play a fourth quarter in game six. And Tatum, who sucked the entire game, turned it on all of a sudden, saved the Celtics season, comes back, drops 51 in game seven. And the the the, the shrinking uh, well, Melendez brothers over there, they uh, they just act, they was, they're playing with three guys in the court. It was unbelievable. Yeah. The MVP, then, the MVP, and a former MVP. And Embiid's the worst MVP we've ever had. I I, I can't stand Embiid. Uh, he's one of the most overrated guys. Nowhere to ever be seen in crunch time. Always tugging on his shorts. Always tired. <laughs> he is one of the most overrated. I can't stand Embiid. He's a bully, Embiid. Bully player. Never, never in a big spot. What What's Embiid's signature moment ever? It's done nothing. Losing to the Hawks. Losing the, to the Bucks a couple of years ago. The, the Ben Simmons choke job. That's the Embiid moment. When he got mad at Simmons for not dunking that ball? <laughs> Maybe, yeah. Yeah. He's got no moments, Embiid. No. no. Jay Wright going to go fix it? <laughs> no, why would you want Why would you want I mean, is Harden free agent? No, but Harden's, are, Harden's already got one foot out the door. <sighs> Fucking guy's unbelievable. He may go back to Houston. Fucking guy's unbelievable. The three of them, the trio of them, him, Kyrie, and Durant, they're ridiculous. Yeah. These guys uh, just fucking zooming through franchises. Yeah, like Kardashians. I just wouldn't ever want those guys on my team because you don't know how long you have them for. You can't trust them. You can't build with them. And you you can't win with them. Harden will go to Dallas. Harden, Harden. Kyrie and Luca, big three. I mean, I get Luca. Luca would want to get out of town so fucking fast. Go to Dallas. <laughs> he doesn't like basketball anymore, Luca. Is that right? Yeah, he came out and said that like a month after the Kyrie trade. He, he's got some stuff going on off the court, though. I think I think they blamed Kyrie a little prematurely. What's he got going on off the court? I don't know, but there was some. There's just rumors of he was going through some shit. And he said he doesn't like basketball. More? Yeah, it was like there. It was like a sit-down press conference. What was that? I lost you for a second there. It was a, it was a sit-down press conference, like after a game in late in the season. He was he was just talking about how he's just not because of basketball right now. Oh, right now, like it's just tough tough moment for him. Not overall. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what he what he exactly has. Uh, I mean, I could see like having a tough time, struggling to get up for games, and Kyrie gets there, and you're like, ah, oh, this is the cherry on top of a shit yeah. of a shit Sunday. Yeah, well, it probably wasn't a great uh, great match. Yeah, Not a great job, Cuban. Yeah, should have pa- passed on that. Hey, needed <laughs> needed to make a move, I guess. You know. No, I know you got to take a chance with stars. Just you know, maybe you get lucky. Yeah, maybe you you can change them. They'll be different this time. So I'm the first one to crush Doc Rivers, but was this his fault? He's just got to be the sacrificial lamb, right? But I don't know. If it's I his mean, fault. it's it's a, it's a, it's, a, it's just it's been how many times he's done this? I know, but and it's it's, not a, like it's chicken it's... or the egg, though. How many times have the Sixers done this? Well, you know how it is. If if you do it so many times with the same guy. New voice. Need a new voice in there. Yeah. 
Can it be fixed? Can it be fixed? Who knows? Brent Brown, when he was there, was that his name? Brent Brown? The white dude with the beard? Okay. PJ Cole small. This was a this was a white beard. Okay. P, PJ's had a little more color to it. Yeah. Brent Brown. Is it Brett or Brent? Anyways. I'm trying to think what his last series was that got him fired. Was that the Milwaukee loss? Or was that the Kawhi loss? What was the last game? Brent. I got to get his name right, first of all. Oh, it's Brett. Is there any, uh, any accents in that name? Any little Brent. swirlies above the M? Brent? No, no, no it's, it's Brett. Uh, Brent? Brent is the that's the name of the the um Brenier? Benet Ramsey killer brother. Oh. <laughs> uh Brett Brown, his last game that he coached, just to say this game, this is the game he got fired off of. He did not coach in the did he coach in the bubble? 2020 was his last year. That was so that was technically the bubble. They were third in the Atlantic. And who did the hell did they lose? The Kawhi one was definitely in Toronto. Right? I'm not sure. That that definitely wasn't the bubble. So his last game was, let's see. I want to make sure I get this right because. But just while you're looking that up, it's a tilde. The swirly over the end is a tilde. Oh, I never would have got that. That's the one I was thinking of. There's a there's a bunch of names to these things. It took me a few minutes to, to find it, but there's so many different names of. There's twelve types of accents. Okay, so Brett Brown's last series in the bubble, they got swept. They were the six seed, got swept by Boston. Yeah, yeah. Well, six seed. I mean, at that point, it might, you know sometimes a Brent Brown is an easy sacrificial lamb. Yeah. So I don't know. It's, it's how many how many coaches is Joel and B gonna get fired? Like how many chances do you get before you're the problem? I don't know. I, I think the problem with this at the center is they're always gonna just be like, well, they just needs the right coach to get the most out of them and the right you know supporting cast that you can trust. You talk about Glaber face and Bead's got a face. <laughs> and Bead's got a face that you look at and, and like when the gong gets tough and you don't want to see that face. What's his face? It's like uh confusion, like <laughs> always confused. And then after the game, he's talking about how him and James can't do it themselves. It's like you guys didn't do it at all. Like, it's not like you guys combined for 65 points. <laughs> yeah. You had 15 and Harden had like nine. What are you yeah. talking about? You can't do it yourself. Yeah, you can't even do your actual own part. You're supposed to do more than that. Yeah. If you're like doing you guys about- combined didn't have as many as Tatum. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't make any. Yeah, I, I didn't like that. That was a bad one. That was, and he did the same thing too. He said that uh, there's no failures. Like did the same kind of shit. Yeah, Sixers are such a joke. I, I nailed it about them all year. Nihilists, cowards. Finished. They are nihilists. I'm done with. I'm. Yeah, I can't take the team seriously. They are such as like a regular season. Just you know when the going gets tough, they're nowhere to be found every time. Never he you know he's the only MVP to never play in a conference uh 
finals. Now I know his career is still going on, so it's a little bit of a skewed stat. But yeah, yeah, still, still, only MVP had never played a conference. They've never been to the process. Has never been to a conference finals. Yeah, they're just they're crazy. The, they're what the Nets are when they peak, basically. Yeah, they and went they're, around, and they're the yeah they're the, the, the but they're that all the time though. Yeah. Yeah, purgatory for the Sixers. Yeah, if I'm Jay Wright, I'm not going near that with a fucking ten foot pole. Someone will though. Ty, Ty Lue might be the favorite. Ty Lue. Oh, no, no, no. You know who the favorite might be? This would this would be perfect for them because you already hate him. JJ Redick <laughs> is the favorite. I saw him at three to one. He's actually not. I don't listen to him, but they, like the sidebots they hear of him aren't too too bad. He's okay. Oh no, I hate him. Hate him. Still, still carried over. Oh, I, I hate him as much as I voice. I always have. <laughs> like he's my Leitner because I I was too young for Leitner technically. He's yeah, I don't Leitner. mind. I don't mind Leitner now. I don't. I I don't really mind Leitner either because I didn't have to live through like the shot against Kentucky and like he mm. had a big shot against UConn. Like I didn't have to live through it. So like the I hate Christian Leitner doc. I'm able to watch that and like and like it. Don't like, see. I, I don't. Yeah. Not see, yeah. Yeah. If they, if they made like a Reddick doc from Duke, it would end with zero championships, but it would also it, it would also bring <laughs> up emotions in me, you know, where like I remember hating he, him so much. He fed into it though. He was he he, he combated it like in the media and stuff. Well, it's not you don't do that. It's a lot of bait, man. You're gonna get him more if you keep doing that. Yeah. But now, now everybody does it though. So everybody responds to that shit in the media. They make, yeah. And apparently Embiid's a big media guy too, where I guess he tries to bring it up like the media is against him with like the whole jokeage thing. Remember, did you hear that? No, the I thought the media kind of liked him. Apparently they did. I heard Simmons with Russillo talking and they like, like Embiid. Yeah. Maybe I'm the maybe I'm the media member they're talking about that kind of shits on him. <laughs> could be, <laughs> it could be. But apparently they created like this narrative where, in their heads, where like the media is out to get Embiid and you know people like Joe. They made it like a race thing, which was like that was stupid. Like a couple, like Kendrick Perkins said something stupid on ESPN yeah. that people vote for Jokic because he's white, and it's like I mean Jokic is pretty awesome. Like I don't know, I never watched Jokic play, but I'm just going by what like. NBA guys say, and they say Jokic is awesome. Um, and and B got voted MVP this year, so it's like it, it's kind of a hard argument now to still make that the media's out to get you yeah. when they give you the MVP. Um, but yeah, apparently, like MB, like really played that up, and uh, uh, I guess Doc kind of played it up a little bit. Like they're kind of like whiners in Philly. That's like their reputation. It can't be a whiner team out of Philly. It could be a lot of things. Scummy team, bully team, uh, just like a fighting team. Yeah. Tough as nails team. You can't be a whining team if you're a Philadelphia team. You just can't. And they were whining. They were whining apparently after game six, like a couple of days after game six had already you know, been over. Yeah. They were still complaining about the officiating. And it was just like, I guess, I guess Doc has kind of a reputation for that too, which I didn't realize. All right, we gotta take a quick we gotta take a quick break. We'll come back and talk a little bit more about these nihilist Philadelphia bitches. I mean, none of the current Philly teams 
are what you'd consider whiners besides this team, right? Like the Phillies. They don't really I mean with Harper. Harper does chirp a bit, but I don't think he's a whiner. They just had some beef with the Rockies over the weekend. Yeah, they're fighting. They're, mm-hmm. that's, that's more their style. Uh, I don't know anything about the Flyers. I'm going to assume they're not whiners because it's hockey. Nobody whines in hockey. The next whining <laughs> hot – well, except for the, the Penguins. That doesn't count, though. <laughs> the Penguins whine. That, that's, you know, that's neither here nor there. It's the only team in history to do as much whining as the Crosby Penguins. The city of Philadelphia has had a rough – I mean, going back to October, a rough, what's that, eight months? Not even. Yeah, lost in the Super Bowl, lost in the World Series. Yeah. And then the Sixers again do it to them against the Celtics. Tough way to lose the Super Bowl. Tough tough way to lose the Super Bowl, too. Yeah. I mean, it's it's been tough. They were up 2 1 in the World Series, too. And they got no hit, and that was it. Yeah. (laughs) Right. There is a no hitter in the World Series. Yeah. Man. Oh, man. Hey, it's All the right. price of being there, Philly. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. So you got to take your lumps even when you make it that far. Not an automatic thing to win. You want to jump right in succession? Got anything else you want to cover before we start going that direction? I think we can get into succession. Um, yeah. I mean, there was nothing from the weekend, just Mother's Day. Is Mother's Day the worst weekend in May? Is that okay to say? <laughs> got, I mean, you got, if you really think about it, you got the Derby, the Preakness, and Memorial Day. And then there's Mother's Day, which isn't a bad weekend, but it's probably four out of four. <laughs> if we're paying I mean, you had, you had a game seven. You had baseball. There's no sports on Saturday, which was tough. Or there was, yeah. I mean, baseball, but there was no, uh, there may have been a hockey game out, but there was no NBA Saturday night, and I was like, what are we doing here? It's got to be something. <laughs> yeah, it's, summer's almost here, man. Nice shit starts happening. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's probably it's probably the worst. Just numbers-wise, on paper, I'm saying. like On paper, yeah. yeah. You're going to make it. Yeah. You know, it's better than February 20th weekend. Yeah, absolutely. Especially this weekend. Right. Beautiful, beautiful weekend. Uh, yeah, so Preakness coming up. Can't wait. I think I think at a certain age, to think if you're a dad, just put this out there myself, you should be allowed to play golf on Mother's Day because it's the kid's job to take care of their mom, right? As long as you're back for the festivities. Uh, well, it depends if the kids are old enough to. No, as I'm saying, I'm sure there's, there's going to be a cutoff, I think. And the reason I say that is because I drove by the golf course that day and it was empty. Empty. A beautiful Sunday morning. Usually you'd see people on every hole that you could see from the street. There's like maybe like a two, maybe three holes you can see from the street. And you'll see a guy in the tee box. You see a, I've I've been there before. Guy in the tee box, guy in the fairway, a group on the fairway, group on the green, which is like unheard of. That's how that it should never be like that. That means it's really slow out there. But I've I've seen that shit before. This was the one of the nicest days we've had so far. Not one person out there on Sunday because it was Mother's Day. I'm surprised you didn't see any mothers out there. No, I think Ladies' Night is Tuesday. <laughs> if if yeah, why don't mothers mothers if they were smart they would go and do their own thing on like Saturday on a Sunday morning. Yeah, like what I don't know what the equivalent to golf is. 
mean, I guess some of them probably golf, but why don't they get away from their family? Maybe some do. Maybe some do go for a spa day, you know, something like that. Go do brunch by yourself. Then they'd have to pay. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Here's some cash. Go get yourself some brunch. (laughs) I'll pick you up. I'll pick you up so you have as many mimosas as you want. Yeah. Bottomless screwdrivers. Yeah. Now you're talking. Have you, have that, you I, did not, I did not get roped into a brunch this year. Thank God. Nice. Pretty good. Yeah. I, I mean, the, br- the, the brunch is just, uh, brunch in general, obviously, not great, but a brunch on a Mother's Day is just that it brings out. That just gives me anxiety just thinking about like the people going in there and just, mm-hmm. that's too, that's too much. Yeah. This place we yeah. pick up, this place we pick up from, like the catering in New Jersey. They have mm-hmm. like a buffet there. Like the food's really good. This place, and it's like a time walking into this place. It's uh, it's like central casting for a soprano. It's like I don't say that lightly because like everybody, everybody's everybody's a lot of people talking like oh anybody's a talent like oh you're a soprano's fan like what you know whatever like yeah you know, one of these you know like the Godfather scraping the uh uh-huh. th- these guys though like a real deal. Workers or uh, people just, that just do uh, like customers. It's like an old lady and two older guys is shooting the shit. One guy is, you know, just like a refrigerator, the cross hanging down his neck, all black. Tracksuit. No, this is a cl- classier, older, like you know, I don't know, late fifties type guy. Okay. Uh, dressed up nice for most day. He just he's got the voice. Like it's it was, it was crazy. Like, I was like, you don't really see that. Like you don't want to do a double take. Because it's normal, but like you don't see that everywhere you go. Even like a time yeah. place, you don't see that. So this place, booze great. This is this, this is a, a brunch uh, brunch buffet. Yeah, they had a brunch buffet, but I walk I walked in just to pick up the trays. Did a shot because it was a nice bar there, so I did a shot while I was waiting. Mm-hmm. Then uh, got out of there. Oh, best part about this place was fried calamari was on was part of the order. I got yeah. there. He's like, I'm gonna fry up the calamari. I don't want it to get soggy. Oh, okay. So he that's like fried possible. it up. One, he got he fried it up when I got there. That's that's a nice touch. Yeah, and it was out. You know, I like It's not hard. This doesn't take forever. <laughs> no, no. So, All yeah. right. So that was like a legitimate. Uh... Yeah, I would try that buffet. It didn't even look like too too crowded. Like you know, not like that that uh, horrible of a crowd to contend with. Hmm. The bartender was... station. Did you find an omelet station? Oh, uh, I didn't. I, I didn't look. I didn't really look. That's always been the thing that salvages brunch yeah, for me. The omelet the omelet station. Station. Yeah, love it. To me, like the omelet station is the 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 hero. And we, I the think... rest, the rest of like the rest of brunch is like Gotham City. It's a fucking mess. <laughs> The om- yeah. Batman, Batman is the omelet station. Well, wait, sometimes they have the carving board at the at the brunch. That could be that could be redeeming too. Carving board is my number two, probably. <laughs> like omelet station, carving station, with a little horseradish. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um. No, I didn't see. I didn't see anybody working, but I don't know if there was a guy in the other room though. There's two rooms. So I'm not sure. Someone booking numbers in the back. I, that's my guess. Yeah. Was, yeah. Game, like I said game seven on Mother's Day. They, had, they somebody had to be doing it, doing doing the action. Right. You're right. You can't take that day off. You know. Guy, guy with his guy with his wife at the, spending Mother's Day at the bar. 
Like that was a great move. Just classy. Hang out, sitting at the bar. Only two people. Well, three is like a three, like a threesome. Like somebody else is there. <laughs> Not a threesome. Mm. Trio. Yeah, they had their clothes on. Yeah, it wasn't a threesome yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, right over there. Yeah. You just, you just choke, out, choke out your water. <laughs> a little bit, yeah. Oh, and I'll go down in Sunday poor history. Three is a crowd. <laughs> All right. Succession. Episode eight. I hope you got notes because I don't have notes, but I think I, it's pretty fresh in my head, though. America decides. I got it. America. Notes. Yeah. America decides. The Roy, Roman Roy decides. Yeah. Yeah. He, he, he came out just like the episode. He was. Uh, he came out. He came out like a cannon, and so did the episode. That was the episode. It was just a fight. Just your quick start, and you're you're off into intense, like wild. There's so much shit going on in the season episode. Like just so much shit they pack into these episodes. Yeah, I've been waiting, and I've been waiting for Mankin. They finally gave us Mankin. Yeah, finally. Our Nazi uh, words. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. I I know they've referenced the other guy. What's the other guy? Jimenez. Yeah, they had him for a second. Yeah, they had him for a second. Uh, what did Kendall get him on the phone? Yeah, Daniel Jimenez. Daniel Jimenez. Yeah. Jimenez. Him. Depends on the the what do you call it? I already forgot what it's fucking called. The tilde Volpe. Depends on the tilde. Yeah. What's what's the, what's the Volpe on Jimenez? Yeah, we finally got we find yeah we got we got election night. Yeah, um, we got election night. So we st- we start off with Greg and Wom's games. Just a quick hello. Off yep. the Wom's games gives gives the rundown. Quick cold open theme song. Let's go. There was no yeah. no they had no time for cold open. There's like maybe the shortest one I could remember. It's election night. You got to get yeah. going. Early on in this episode. After when Greg like confess not confesses but tells Tommy he's out with uh, Madsen the night before like all night doing weird shit, yeah, which I mean just amazing stories he's telling the next day. Um, maybe one of my favorite lines I've heard in Succession, like you know you know how like like with Godfather, like there's mm-hmm. all these lines like the live by kind of thing. Mm-hmm. There's you know dozens of lines in them you know. Uh, keep your friends close, enemies closer. Real man, you know, spend time with his family, this and that. All these kind of things. Information is like a bottle of fine wine. You store it, you hoard it, you save it for a special occasion, and you smash someone's fucking face in with it. That's as good as it gets, as Tom gives Greg the keys to the Ferrari, which he uses later in the episode. Yeah, you, you know, I was thinking about Greg when uh, I wasn't even thinking about it in this episode, but it made me. I, I went back uh, and watched um, the one before the tailgate party. Yeah, when Greg's hanging out with uh, with Matson on the couch and they're ripping the vape, I was like, Greg could actually weasel his way into that inner circle because Greg the, isn't Greg the first pilot episode is him getting high like in his car. Playing the mascot or whatever. Oh yeah, it was him getting a job like with Logan and getting like the mascot <laughs> job. Yeah, yeah, him and 
Like he could weasel his way into Matson over their love of just drugs, maybe. Yeah, it's a very good point. He's although he doesn't want to get addicted, he made it very clear he didn't want to get addicted to Coke. True. Matson's probably in like I don't know, Matson does weed just like to pass the time until he does the real drugs. Yes, yeah. Whereas Greg seems more of just like a pothead. Yeah, with occasional key bump in the boardroom. Occasionally, yeah. <laughs> it's more recreational for 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 Greg, like yeah. here and there, whereas Madsen's just like in it. <laughs> Are you faking it? I mean, Tom wasn't. <laughs> Tom couldn't handle it. He's fucking. He's think that's like him? a regular. That's like a regular thing for for uh, Wamsgan. How do you say his last name? What? Wamsgams? I think they mispronounced Wamsgams. it. I think they mispronounced it on the when he was on TV later, like when people were reporting and they called the race. Oh. <laughs> I think they've. I think I forgot when I, I watched it the second time. I forgot to listen for it because I just kind of listened to like the episode at work. Yeah, that's where I can. So I, I forgot to kind of pay attention more in that part to see if they mispronounced. I think they were saying like Wasmans or not or like Wamsgams, Was Wasgams probably. I don't know. They're saying it wrong. Yeah, I think. Um, a couple of the funniest episodes of the season. Uh, a couple of the funniest nine episodes, a couple of the funniest uh, scenes in the season. Mm-hmm. You have the uh, the coke scene was hysterical. Coke scene was great, and the uh, wasabi scene was ridiculous, but pretty fucking funny because Greg's in there sipping the water. Just a hint. It's just a hint of lemon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it was pretty good. Uh, um. And again, I mean, this was almost like, I mean, it had the drama packed in, but it was just, it was a night in the life of the craziness of an election. Like everything could go wrong. The screen was not working. The touchscreen wasn't working. Yep. Deals were being made in the back end. Um, Coke is being done. Are you wearing the right shoes? Do I need an adult diaper? (sighs) You know, just uh, the craziness of it. And then all the drama behind the scenes with, what they what they're trying to do with the election? Who's who's going to you know change the vote? Where they, which way is going to go? And uh, of course, that's like the overlying thing of this episode was um, just who's positioned where after the election. So election was called later on. Who knows if it stands up, going to court, whatever. But that's where this goes. And um, this was and this was because. Uh, what got lit on fire? Uh, absentee ballots um, in Wisconsin. Right, absentee. Was it a post office? Um, I don't know if it was a post office or like a voting center. A voting center. All right. I'm not sure. I don't, I don't remember specifically. Right. So basically, yeah, like there's hundreds of thousands of ballots yeah. unaccounted for. Those tensions are boiling behind, you know, behind the scenes in this episode. Yes. Yep. And it comes down to Wisconsin. In this no, case, and a true nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> Packers fans deciding the next president. It's really yeah. The scariest, the scariest part of this episode wasn't it wasn't the uh, the rising fascism and or Nazism that Mencken was bringing. It wasn't that the, the media might be run by these fragile man babies, um, and that that's what's deciding what's going to happen in this country. The the most the most disturbing part was that Wisconsin was the deciding factor. Yes, absolutely. And now, who comes out 
of all the kids, yeah, I'll I'll leave Connor out of it, I guess. Does Roman come out looking the best, or at least maybe not the best, but the most? Um, I don't know, decisive at least, like exactly like knowing what he's supposed to be and doing that spot. Well, here's you know, in terms of leadership. Well, I think they're all like set for the final battle now. They're all kind of dug in. Kendall, we know, kind of wants it all for himself. He said it. Yeah, yeah. He just he he said part of his hesitation for not going with Mencken was because it gave Roman a little bit of the upper hand. He told Shiv that, right? When they're having like because Mencken's in his pocket, or vice, yeah, whatever, vice, whatever. Yeah. Somebody's in somebody's pocket. Like got an inside pocket, line to Mencken. Pocket hockey, yeah. So he was threatened by that, and that was part of why he didn't want to. I think also part of it was he wanted to do the right thing and see if he could do the right thing and make it happen that way, which the only way he knew how was to kind of, you know, Nate, let me help you out. You guys take care of us. We'll take care of you, you know, that kind of thing. And he wanted to do it with them, couldn't close the deal with them, which I'm still wondering about why he said that in the car at the end. Some people can't close the deal because he couldn't close the deal with with Nate at the, at the party. And then, you know, later on he called trying to reach out, trying to get a feel for him. He didn't get anything back from them there. Couldn't close the deal. Yeah. So I don't know. Uh, I question why he's, saying, why he's saying that there. Is it talking shit about Shiv or about himself? Like, I don't know. Well, I also think, does, don't you think he kind of has it in his head and he's had it in his head for a while now that he, he kind of wants to – turn the network into like the complete opposite of what his father had like he kind of wants mm. to be like the liberal well that yeah he, he wanted to do something with with that beginning of the season with the new thing he was the new venture he was working on the website he's he always he's on. always tried to like portray himself as like cool and hip and just like not like his father like the way he dresses like he dresses down all the time yeah. whereas like the baseball cap he doesn't wear like a dress shirt or a tie or anything yeah yeah, yeah he I, i'm not sure exactly what is like what his ideals would be when it comes to that i feel like he leans that way but again, I mean, the real answer is he just doesn't have a, like, a clue. He doesn't know what he wants yeah, to be. Roman want, knows what he wants to be. Well, he, I think what Roman's deal is, where he's dug in, is he is trying to do – he wants to do everything his father would do. Because he's like, this is – we're locked into this. Just keep doing the same shit he was doing, and we'll be fine. Yeah. I don't know if it is he wants to be like him, he wants his approval, or it's like that's all – that's all he can, like, compute. You know what I mean? Like, this is what we have to do because we certainly don't know what we're doing. Let's just follow his example. Yes. Yes. So he's and then there's there's Shiv who, I mean, she's just like, she obviously wants Jimenez. Yes. Yeah. But she's dug in with with, um, Madsen. Madsen now. So it's, you know, she still has a chance to come out on top. I mean, this election's not settled. The uh, the deal's not you know completed, so she's dug in like she's. So what does this mean for the deal now? What do you, like what does this mean for the deal? Well, he's gonna block the deal. Um, he's gonna you know, he's gonna he's, he's gonna find something wrong with it, so it doesn't happen. Who's that you're saying? Mankin. Oh, Mankin's going yeah. to. So if he's president, he'll do what something to to block it. Uh, either just 
something's fishy or whatever, and maybe it'll be the numbers. Maybe it'll be, uh, I mean, just whatever literature. The lawyers, the lawyers will figure it out, you know? Right, okay. So, um, that's what that's yeah. what they stand. So, so that so th- those guys. So Shiv's dug in with him. Roman's kind of dug in with the old guard, um, meaning like just keep the machine running, like just bring it back and pick up where he left off type shit. And Ken, just keep uh, keep running the triple option. Ken, the, we, yeah. we are what we are. We're a Nazi yeah. organization. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Just accept it and move on. This is how we win, you know. Yeah. But Ken doesn't really have like a team. He like looked he weak has, in that in that back room, man. He, has trying. he didn't know what he wanted to do. Looked a little well, weak. You know, you know what? I give him I, I don't I hear you on that, but I think he was just being patient. He wanted to see he knew what he wanted. I think he wanted to see if he could make it work with uh Jimenez. But he yes. couldn't he couldn't he couldn't see like the straight line. And then once like Shiv came, once the Shiv reveal came, devastating moment. Once the Shiv reveal came that she was um playing playing both sides of the fence, he right. realized like maybe my judgment was was clouded by something it shouldn't have been clouded by. Like I read something, like I, I don't like to do too much between like the show and the, and our show, but there's two yeah. there's a couple articles I will read just to kind of see if I missed anything. I don't listen to the podcast. And one of them so stupid was like, oh, they only did it because it was like payback for Shiv. I'm like, I don't know if it was payback. I think it was the best move to make at that point. Um, payback. Like, like maybe, but I mean, I think more so it was just like, no, that's not going. It's not going to work. She's already in with him, so she has upper hand there. Like, we're it's the best move is to bring it back here. That's the right. Str- that's the stronger move. So I think for himself, can, yeah. I think so. So I, I think part of it was just being patient, just kind of not wanting to jump into a decision. I agree. A lot, a lot of the episode, I was like, this guy's having a nervous breakdown. He doesn't know what to do. Yeah. But I think in the end... He had Glaber face. He had Glaber face. Yeah, he had, kid, he had Kenny, Kendall Roy face. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think once he saw once he saw that, the light like went on and he was like, well, this is what we have to do. And then he made the then he made the decision on the spot decisively. Call the election. Yeah. Right. So yeah. So I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I got. I ninety percent of that episode. I'd agree with you. But then he he came in bomb the ninth. Hit one deep. Yeah. I mean, I I knew they they were gonna have to. I didn't know exactly what route they were gonna go, but I figured Mankin was gonna win one way or another. Yeah. Yeah. And it would have been like anticlimactic if if the other dude won, yeah, right? Yeah, too easy. Too would nice have made of, sense. Too nice of an ending. I was actually surprised I didn't read anything about like uh, succession is gone woke, like nothing like that. I looked for it. So like I, I bet people can complain about this episode because it makes <laughs> it makes um, bad. Most people complain when their side looks looks bad someplace. No, but I did read something that. Um, like Rupert Murdoch, who's the for people who don't know, like the dude who I don't know if he still runs Fox or if he's still there, but there was uh, people that worked for him for years, mm-hmm. and he wouldn't he would not uh, I don't know who they were I'm bo- I'm 
I'm uh, butchering the story, but he wouldn't let them be advisors for uh, the show because they just knew too much. Yeah. I'm sure and with that said, and with that said, there are people from who have worked like at Fox who are uh, who do help out on the show with the writers to make yeah. sure it's very authentic. Yeah, yeah. Um, but there were like some people that worked for him for years that he they he made them sign like what he, NDAs or whatever, yeah. so they weren't allowed to uh, they weren't allowed to work on the show. You know too much, because I guess the, the, I don't know much about the Murdoch family. But apparently, there's a lot of. Oh yeah! Oh uh, yeah! I've read some of that. The actual family, like not the actual family itself. Yeah. There's similarities to the Roy's. I thought so. I thought it was. Uh, yeah, I because I, I don't know anything about the murder. I just know the guy's like a hundred years old. Yeah. Know nothing about his family. Yeah, I didn't know. I don't. I still know. I've read. I just read something quick about it at some point during the show's run. But um, yeah, I think there's a lot of similarities. They're they're not. They're not American, though, right? No, nah, they're Australian. And his right, real name right, is right. Keith. Right. Keith, Keith Rupert Murdoch. Keith Murdoch. Why wouldn't you just go by Keith? It's a way Rupert, cooler name. Rupert sounds like it would be the name. Money. Rupert sounds like money. And it also sounds like a name of somebody who would be the head of that organization. He's getting married again, too. Lucky, lucky gal. Yeah, he's his fifth uh, fifth marriage. I wonder if she that's I wonder sixty six years young. I wonder if you're getting married at that age is just to spite your other wives, your other ex wives. Like, all right, now we're splitting it five ways. Yeah, could be. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's that's yeah, it's a good point. Could be. Yeah, it's got to be a spite marriage. That's the only thing I could think of. I, I can't I can't picture being 92 and being like, you know what we should do? Get married. <laughs> you make me feel like a kid again. Yeah, I mean, I I, I yeah, I, I can't put myself in those shoes, in those slippers. <laughs> those in those orthopedics. Yeah. I, I don't know what the thinking is there where it's like, you know what, let's do it for a fifth time. Let's run it back. Mm. Uh, could you live off of uh, Tom's um, election night diet? Oh milk, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> milk, milk and ginger shots, microwaved, American bottled water, spaghetti and olive oil. Yeah, I mean, got mixed in like a little Doritos or something, some chips. No, his 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 digestive system was basically part of the Constitution. You can't be putting Doritos down there. On election night? Yeah, I mean, Tom. Tom needs to fucking chill. Tom's a, Tom's a little much. <laughs> he was doing coke. How could he chill? <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Bodega Sushi makes the appearance. Um, yeah, Bodega Sushi. Connor, so optimistic when we get to meet meet Connor this, this episode. Thought he might thought he might take take Kentucky. Thought he might win a state. Yeah, I mean Connor is. I, I love I love his spirit, but he is just he's a delusional bastard, Connor. I mean, take Kentucky. When was the last time a third party took a state, if ever? You got to go back to like the eighteen hundreds, maybe. I mean the the that that attitude is going to get him an ambassadorship, though. 
But I thought he, I thought he, oh no, he's, he's back in on the deal, right? He's, he's, he, uh, initially, well, initially put his nose up at Mankin. Now he's back in. He settled for a slow. Slow, yes. Yeah, slow, Slovakia, slow. I forget which one it was. He spent a hundred million dollars for it. What is, what are the perks of being like an ambassador? I mean, you're uh, kind of above the law. Oh, yeah, that's a perk. Yeah. I mean, you know, don't, perk. don't go crazy. You got to go live there, though, right? No mortal sins. Yeah. I wonder how much, I wonder how often you could come back. You probably have to, you have to get like citizenship there. No, I'll probably not because if, if you're in an embassy, that's technically American soil. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah, you got to be careful where you're going to go be the ambassador, though. You, you want it to be a place where they're not going to like overthrow the embassy. I think it'd be okay in Slovenia or Slovakia. I mean, I hope not, but you're probably right. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then when shit starts to go badly on the floor, the Roy's start showing up in this episode. Yeah. No brass on the battlefield. Tom says, um, tries to get him off, tries to have Gregory Peggery escort them to a nicer VIP section. Right. And then Tom and Shiv have a chat. Tom tells her that she basically killed Logan. Nice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're not fit to be mother. And you killed and you killed your father. Yeah, it's two tough ones. She drops that she's pregnant. And he doesn't even believe her. Twisted relationship. Yeah. Yeah. He thinks it's a, a tactic, a move. Doesn't yeah, believe, I mean doesn't his believe. brain is poison his brain is poisoned from being around the Roy's for so yeah. long that he thinks this is a chess move by her. Yeah. Then uh she goes and tells him, tells the boys you can't trust Tom. Right, and the, so I he, mean, so Tom's out. Tom's done for. Tom's on borrowed time now. Yeah, there's really. What's Tom's move? Unless, I mean, unless it's Greg. Unless Greg is his in. Wow, I mean, Greg could Greg save Tom? Again, me or maybe not because Shiv. Oh, oh yeah, maybe Greg could save. Maybe Tom becomes Greg's Greg. Mm. And the new and and Kenro, and Team Kenro. What if Greg? Yeah, because I mean, Greg could become Matson's inside guy. He doesn't even need Shiv. True, but I mean, what has Shiv? What has Shiv really done for Matson? He just had. He just just access. It's just access. Right, but I mean, Matson didn't want them to call the election and. Right, he told Shiv, not, you know, not to let him do it. She could, like, she's she hasn't no, delivered well, anything to him. No, but he's just he, no, but he, she, he, she's just providing information for him. That's all, like what the boys are doing, like what they're trying for, that kind but of. He thing. could, he could easily cut her out though, and be like, "See you later." Yeah, I guess, but it feels like. <laughs> I mean, he's just in there like as entertainment. They're fucking with them. Like, is there these hazing? Greg? Yeah, dancing with. Old men and 
Drinking drinks that aren't drinks, whatever that means. Gre- I mean, Greg is around them too. Greg could be giving him information. Why can't he have two inside people? Yeah, no, that's that's true. I mean, I don't think he's gonna make Greg like his number two or anything. But I mean, he could be yeah. on the list. There's a short it's a short table. Could be next to Oscar. So we can agree that Tom has a better chance coming out on the other end with Matson at this point than he does the Roy's. I don't know. I don't think so. I don't think so because I think Shiv is Shiv hates him. Yeah, but I'm I'm saying Matt's if Matson wins out. Oh, and gets he, he spurns Shiv. Yeah. Maybe, maybe, yeah, it's possible. And what happens if the Roy's come out? Like Matt, no deal. The Roy's are running ATN. Yeah. Tom's Tom's out. Shiv's out. Shiv's yeah, Shiv and Tom are out. Mm. I mean, she was always kind of doing her own thing anyway. I mean, she was she never real... wanted it, right? Didn't yeah, she worked what? there, but she worked there, but she was doing her own thing, politics shit. Yeah, she was with the Gill. Yeah. Gil and Nate running the uh was was that guy running for president in season one? I don't know. I think he was. Yeah, she and she was working his campaign and it was a big deal because oh, he was Eric, on the other side. Eric Bogosian, right? Yeah, Eddie yeah, Nash. Yeah. Right. Yeah, he was running uh Yeah. I don't even know who the hell the president is now in the show. It's not it's the it must be a like a lame duck. I guess. Yeah, that's a good question. I don't know who it is. No I mention. Forgot, I forgot who won. <laughs> All right, so yeah, so yes, yes, Shiv's another one. Like, what does she want? She never wanted this, and now all of a sudden, she sees an opening, and she's like, "I could, you know, well, weasel think, my way in, squeeze my brothers out." Yeah, well, I think she believes in this this guy for some reason. Maybe Thompson. No, no, no. I think she uh, believes in uh, Madsen. So I think she just wants to work. She's she just wants to work. I think. Do you think she believes in Madsen, or she just wants to screw her brothers over? I out think of she. Play? I think she had hopes for Madsen. Hopes for Madsen because her brothers are fuck ups. She knows yeah, it could, it could have been. Yeah, it could, it could have been a lack of faith in the fuck ups. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think she has much faith in. Well, because she knows what her father thought of them, so. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, if Logan's alive, like what? I guess if Logan's alive, it doesn't make sense. But if Logan, like, was looking down right now, <laughs> does he even does he <laughs> does he even care who takes over? Would he even have a preference? He'd probably be rooting for Matson. <laughs> That's a really good question. The real answer is he probably doesn't care because he's dead and right. he gives a shit. But like, of no, but kids, the sentiment—the sentiment's good. I never thought of that. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. He'd, th- he'd be laughing his balls off just watching them all stumble over each other. I think. I think he, if we were watching the show with him, yeah. I would say twice an episode he changed his mind on which one it would be. 
which is kind of what I do. Yeah. <laughs> Not that I'm rooting for any of them, but I'm like kind of like, oh, you know, they're most equipped. He's most equipped. Roman, the way Roman handled it, that's probably how Logan would have. But yeah. it's like, yeah, they all like have their moments where you're like, ah, and then they have moments where you're like, oh, my God. Like, no, you're not going to last like six months. Yeah. I kind of, I tend to lean more towards that instinct on all of them. Right. The the one where I think it's going to be great and very successful venture. Yes. Yes. And I would just take, I would let Matson have it and I would take my millions and millions of dollars. Yeah. But that makes too much sense, you know? Money means nothing to these people. It's all about power. Yeah, a good Connor. All the money in the world. He's like, you know what? I want a little bit of power. I want a little taste of power. Yeah. I want to be president. Like, what? What? <laughs> no, he wants, you know, an ambassadorship. You know, you well, know yeah, the doing. ambassadorship, yeah. too. Yeah. He probably knew what he was doing all along. Like, I'm not going to win this thing, but we're going to go for it. I'm going to milk it, whatever power I can get from it. Does he bring an MLB with him? <laughs> oh, that'd be great. That'd be amazing. Should. Yeah, why not? You should. Living together. There you go. Perfect strangers. They could have the sign that would say Slovenia or Burst. Yes. Yeah, a nice little spin-off of succession. <laughs> oh yeah. Connor's ambassadorship. Um, we don't get a lot of we don't get a lot of Frank Carl. No Jerry. Little Hugo. No Carl at all. No, Carl's there. Oh, what? I didn't. I, I must have missed it. I didn't think we had Carl. It's used at the table. As you go, Frank Carl at the table watching the news. Oh, okay. By the way, Carl's in the Sebastian movie. He plays the father in law. Oh, yeah. I saw that. Yeah. <laughs> Good for him. Wearing the same fucking shirts. Yeah. yeah. It's basically just Carl. It's yeah. Like a few days off from filming Succession to go to the movie. It's like neutered. It's like neutered, neutered Carl. Right. Yeah. Right. Carl, if he had a life outside yeah. of ATN. All right, we got to take a, a like a second break here, but I got a little bit more to just finish up on. We won't be long. All right, uh, part three. Yeah. So for those guys who just get, um, shit, what's his name? Connor. No, not Connor. We get uh Hugo yelling at the TV. We get Frank when Jimenez is talking about the ballots. We get Frank commenting when Connor's giving his concession speech. Is uh, Connor's running for president? <laughs> Great line. That's where, that's where we see Carl. He's like, all right, all right, calm down. Uh, that's all we see those guys for. Oh, you know, I was thinking of the episode before we had no Carl. Carl yeah. was not at the tailgate. No, he was not. No, and he's barely here. He's barely here. Yeah. Um, Roman did quote Scarface in the episode. I don't know if you caught that. What was the What was the quote? America's one big pussy is waiting to be fucked. Oh, okay. Yep. Um, that that you go, Frank Carl. I want to see the outtakes from that. I want to see what they did, like what they didn't, what didn't make the show. Is uh, yeah. there a few minutes of those guys bullshitting the table? I want to see that. Throw any improv in there. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think yeah, because 
also don't forget Ken at the end talked to Shiv about like having the family be like together, right? Uh that was like that was legit. I think he we, I think he wanted to do it that way. If you if you could pull it off, and it just like it got ripped away from him moments later. I think he's had it. He's like it's too much to take, man. Kendall, Kendall's gonna be spiraling. He's a fragile kid. He's very up and down. He's got a uh, he's got an addictive personality. So like when he's in, he's in. But then he's also like very sensitive. So. Any little slight, you know, hiccup, and it's like he, he just go down a path where I, I don't know. He, he's yeah, he's definitely a little more. Uh, he's definitely a lot more sensitive than say like Roman, who just buries it. Yeah, Kendall. Kendall wears the emotions on his sleeve a little bit, for sure. Way more than uh, way more than his siblings. Yeah. Yeah, that could be. I mean, it's gonna be his downfall, man. I mean, Frank said it to him in the episode where they're looking at the estate and stuff. Yeah, the house. He was like, "You're such in such a good place. Like, why would you go come back here?" And then he's looking at it. He's even seeing it, like in real time. He's like, "The poison drifts through," and then it happens. Yes, the, the poison that not just drifts through, reveals itself right there. So yeah, I think. I think even though he was like acted a little bit like a shark at the end here, I think he's just headed to like a dark place. Yeah. No, he, yeah. He, and he's just not, ultimately, he doesn't have the stomach for it. No. He does not have the stomach for it. Maybe Roman does a little bit more. I, Roman, you know, he'll fuck it up too. Mm. But like Kendall just doesn't, yeah, it's just not in him. He doesn't have that dog in him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Greg delivers the message when Tom decides to call. Greg, waf- yeah, you know, waffles there delivering the message. The button. <laughs> I'm the guy who tells the guy to press the button. The guy behind the guy. Yep. Right guy for the job though. Looks like he cares. Does not. Does not care. No. Um. We make a Roman's line at the end where he said, "We made a good night of TV. Nothing happens." Yeah, I mean that's that's their job, right? Ratings, get ratings. Yeah, that's what I mean. Also, very a little bit meta. It did make a good night TV breakneck uh, episode. So, oh, yeah. broke broke the fourth wall a little bit. <laughs> Not necessarily, but indirectly. Uh, yeah, indirectly. Um, let's see. So tailgate seemed like it was Shiv's episode breakup there. Oh, it was yeah, a big thing with the scene at the with the scene uh, at the end with Tom, of course. Yeah, um, election night was a kind of a trio. It looks like the funeral is going to be Roman's episode. Oh, I thought you could have made it. Yeah, I mean, I thought you could have made the argument for the election episode being Roman's at least towards the end. I think I think it was just all three of them in crisis. Or what if you want to call it that? Okay, and and you're saying the funeral episode is going to be that's yeah, the next episode, right? Yeah. Oh, you didn't see the preview? No, I, I don't. I haven't done previews all season. I think this might. Be, this was. 
maybe the most hyped I've been after watching a preview of any show. Wow. They like, you know, sometimes they don't give anything. They gave you a lot. They gave you they gave you enough of a taste to get you ready to to really look forward to it. They really sold right. it. Like you, right. so you, you don't want you haven't watched Barry this season, right? Uh no, I've watched uh, a few episodes. I watched like three, maybe. Because the, the previews for that one is literally two seconds of like a long shot. Every one of them. Every every preview for Barry is just really quick. So, yeah, you couldn't you couldn't guess what was going on in a million years. Oh, I know what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. Okay. It's it's just like. Two people over there. You can't see their faces. It's blurry. They're sitting on a park bench. Gotcha. That's it. Like that's it. And then it's like you hear like the ambient sound. And then are you caught up on Barry? I'm all caught up on Barry. Yeah. Okay. Why? Yeah, I know. I know it's been crazy. I no. I'm like. I'm like. I think I'm three episodes in, but I know. Uh... What happens to the end of the third episode? I think I know, but I'd rather not say something and give it away. Um, well, the four. See, I, I saw the end of the fourth one by accident, which is when they do like the big reveal, time jump. Um, okay. I I get all fucked up and watch Barry usually on the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a weird show, man. It's it's a it's a good show. show to really get zonked out for. Yeah, really, truly. It's a uh, it's it's a bizarre show. It's funny as shit. Yeah, it's real funny and dark as hell. So very dark. Yep. Yeah, it's a good one. Yeah, uh, hopefully, hopefully I can catch up this week with Barry. Yeah, nice half hour episodes, forty minute episodes. Spend a little bit with the Fonz. You're good to go. Oh yeah. So. All right, you got anything else for wrap it up tonight, Annie? Um, no, yeah, it's it on succession. I'm gonna try and do these next two live 9 p.m. start time. Wow, we got okay. this Sunday and we got uh Memorial Day Sunday, so yeah, we'll two happens. more to go. Yeah, two more to go. Yeah, all right. Well, by the way, no Sterling on the radio, didn't go to Toronto. He didn't do all games over the weekend either. I don't think, yeah, mm, was that in the car this weekend? I don't remember. He did not. I don't think he did the Tampa series at all. Oh, okay. Hmm. Taking some time off. Maybe, yeah. All right. Well, thanks, everybody, for spending time with us here at Sunday Poor. Appreciate you listening. As always, we will talk to you on Thursday. Yeah, talk to you guys on Thursday. Until then, peace.